This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hi. <laughs> Good to see you again. Good to see you. Welcome to my home. I just realised I'm wearing a spray jacket and I'm very... Oh yeah, you might need to derobe. If I, I derobe, I'm going to stink. No, I can't wear your jumper, I'll stink. I just have to sit here like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, how's your week been? Um, it's been alright. How's yours been? Actually, yeah. no, it was really depressing yeah, week. Yeah, a down week mm. for obvious reasons. Yeah. And sometimes it feels a little bit like all the world's problems are... Happening at once? Yeah, and like, you can't do anything about them, but you should do everything about them, mm-hmm. and... You need to do everything, but also you're not in the position to do anything. What's it called when you get, like, decision paralysis? That? Is that what it is? Maybe. Yeah. And you just, like, there's so many ways that you want to do things yeah. that you just are like, I can't take action. I know. Yeah. And everything I do, I'm like, you're a white privileged bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to hate myself for my inherent privilege, which is, like, probably not a bad thing. So, yeah, we tossed and turned about how much we say about the events that have happened. We posted an Instagram story, and I feel like there's not much new information that we can bring to the table as two white middle-class girls. But there are so many great things out there that we have been reading and looking into, and we suggest you do the same, and you don't need to get regurgitated poorly by us. No, 100% you don't. There was a great article written in Fashion Journal by Yemags. Mm-hmm. That was good. <gasps> Love her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, she's always done great stuff on racism against Asians in Australia and stuff, and she has been great as a non-white, non-black voice yeah. in the situation. Yeah, for sure. Just coming at it from a different angle that yeah. still is considered, a, I guess, a minority yeah. in white Australia. And I don't know if we're going to cut this out of the podcast too, but one of the things that I was able to reflect on during this time was uh, the fact that ignoring people's feelings because you don't see things that way doesn't mean that they that their feelings aren't just. Mm. And, for instance, um, my friend is Caribbean and I remember through high school her saying things like, I'm people see me as the token black person and are saying don't be silly no they don't but looking back on that it's like well who was I to say that she shouldn't have felt that way at the time because even if I didn't see that maybe she did yeah and for me maybe others did yeah and that's exactly right and for me that was a really hard thing to stomach this week because it was a really close to home example of someone who I really love and yes. have that direct and that you sort of dismissed yeah. and weren't I guess an ally or supportive of even though you weren't necessarily n- negative yes yeah 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 anyway let's move on uh that's the tea on that I did have one piece of beauty news that's still semi-relevant yes. that we may as well talk about Go which was that I was really pleased to see this week that Sephora in America decided that they would use their platform to help raise donations for the National Black Justice Coalition in the US. And they're a civil rights organisation who support and empower uh, black members of the LGBTQ community, as well as their mission is to help end racism homophobia, and homophobia stigma. So for 500 of your Beauty Insider points, you could turn it into a $10 donation, $1,000 into a $20 donation, and 1,500 points into a $30 donation. And I just thought... I mean, we shouldn't be surprised, but I did find it an interesting way for a a retail business to use their, like, 
profits, I suppose. And also yeah. considering Beauty Insider points technically never equal money mm. other than when it's you can redeem your 10% discount or whatever. It's a pretty big call to turn them into a, into a dollar amount, I thought. It's fun. It's like the grilled token system, but entirely different. Totally. I wish that more brands did it more yeah. often because I would 100% be happy to use my points anywhere to re- to redeem it as a donation to a an organization that they support i think yeah. that's great yeah i agree and closer to home uh, mecca have always been partnered with their empower program yeah which provides uh support to organizations such as the stars foundation and mm-hmm. that provides education opportunities to indigenous girls and women but this week they increased their annual funding to the Stars Foundation by $50,000. Ah, oh, good. Which, and that's across Australia and New Zealand. So that's great to hear. I think it's a shame that people have to get so outraged that companies like Mecca and I'm sure so, so many others that already put money towards stuff like this then have to shout about it because mm. it's like, well, they've, they've actually been doing this for many years now. But then it's great that the outrage has caused them to up it. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, I also wanted to point out that I'm, I mean, there's so many companies that have done it, but Glossier did it as well, and I, yeah, I felt that a million, yeah, and they were one of the first, which is nice. I feel like in the past few months, Emily Weiss and Glossier have shown that they are a really progressive, fabulous company. They were the first to close for COVID. They were the first to do this. I totally just, agree, yeah. and I think that they're one company who didn't need to do it to greenwash their brand in a way. I think that they have always been a relatively inclusive or is it more of recent times? I remember going on their website and they definitely use a more diverse range of models than most brands do and their foundation for instance listing starts at the deepest colour rather than the lightest colour when you're going through to pick Mm. your shades. Just little little changes like that. Yeah, I think when they first launched, there was an issue with shade diversity. But in saying that, it was for everyone because there was like three or four and it didn't go deep enough. Yeah. Um, but it also didn't go light enough or middle enough or anything. Yeah. But um, they've it's definitely... Just a shit yeah, range. Yeah, they've definitely improved that. And I think we only had one other bit of beauty news. What's yours? Kylie? Yes, that's that's the other bit I had too. Please tell me. Scandalous. Kylie Jenner is not technically a billionaire. Which yeah. I found to be really interesting. I read this like a week ago now, but in in case you haven't seen it, Forbes have downgraded her billionaire status due to the fact that Kylie Cosmetics sold 51% of her, or Kylie sold 51% of the Kylie Cosmetics brand to Coty earlier, or late last year, early last year, at some point. Early this year. Was it? Oh, I wow. swear it was more recent. How many months has this year been going for? Anyway, <laughs> fourteen months. <laughs> so she sold, yeah, fifty-one percent of the company, and the deal was valued at one point two billion dollars, which means that technically she only has nine hundred million remaining. So therefore, she's not a billion-dollar business owner. And I don't know if that's to say that she doesn't have a hundred million up somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it is Kylie Jenner, but they, based on these stats, and also there, were, there's a lot of other information that you can go online and read if you'd like to. If you care that much about if you care that the much. status of her wealth. Which I did, but I, if Lauren was here, she would have something interesting to say about this in that the other reasoning that they drew was that the sale drop between her first year of retail and second year, they've said was too significant. Like there's no record of a business ever losing that much profitability within one year of sales from so launch. So they think that they forged they the think first? They, they, yeah, they forged the first year of numbers as well. Um, and 
Chris Jenner's come out and said things. Anyway, if you're into the Kardashians, it's an interesting read, I thought, mm. just to talk about, just to think about how they might have fudged the numbers on that. And as an aside, I saw an article today on Pedestrian mm. that went along oh my the lines goodness. of where the fuck have all the Kardashians' pets gone? The fact that they've just handed so many of them away, like, oh, someone was born, so we gave it to a friend, and, like, we split up, and so that now so another friend... So neither of us have the dog. Yeah. It's just go... <laughs> they all get dogs as literal handbags. Mm. Not literal handbags. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> that would be... Fucked. Very, very cruel. This is only just cruel. Um, as, like, yeah, fashion accessories, and mm. then they get rid of them. Like, where is... Where are Kendall's Dobermans? Where are... Kim's like seven golden retrievers and all of the Pomeranians and shit that she bought. Stop buying your kids' dogs. Your yeah. kids can't look after them and they don't need multiple dogs. Absolutely, they don't. <sighs> yeah. And it wasn't just dogs, there were heaps of other animals too. It was like Chris a pig. Jenner's monkey? Yeah, that's what? It. <laughs> They're batshit crazy. Also, it's that is. They should not be allowed to get away with that. No, I was like Kardashian neutral almost. At some point, and the your Uniqlo delivery's on its way. Tip me over the edge. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, did you buy the puffy jacket? The mustard puffer. So good. She did. All right, moving on from beauty news, let's talk about the product that we tried this week. I've been itching to talk about it. Literally. Mm. Well, we're about to find <laughs> out. I don't even need to ask if I'm orange. <laughs> this week we tried the Summer Fridays cleanser. Yes, it's a super amino gel cleanser from Summer Fridays, as you mentioned. It is gel, as I mentioned. And listen to this. It's a glass bottle. Yeah, so I've, I made some notes today Please. as I was doing absolutely nothing. So firstly, it claims it can remove makeup. So it's like a first and second cleanse. I disagree. Yeah. Uh, it contains 11 amino acids, mm-hmm. which are anti-aging, mm-hmm. which you wash down the drain. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Take that with a grain of salt, uh, sea salt, shall I say. It contains Mitch. <laughs> no, I'm down it again. Mitch. Mitch mineral. <laughs> Rich mm-hmm. mineral seawater, which is calming and radiance boosting. Mm-hmm. Humectants. It's got sodium PCA and other shit in there. Uh, coconut triglycerides or something. And sunflower oil. So although I definitely looked up the ingredients, I've managed to make it sound like I don't know what I'm talking about like as I read them. at all. <laughs> It is sulfate-free, paraben-free, vegan and cruelty-free, and it says on it about 45 times that it is pH balancing. It claims to be nourishing and hydrating. The bottle is glass and V aesthetic. <laughs> That's all in your notes. Yes. Uh, the ingredient directions itself, I mean, the product directions itself says that you need to use one pump onto your palm and then massage over your face in circular motions, avoiding the eye area, then rinse with water. Don't say it removes makeup, then, if you are saying avoid eye area because... Correct. And makeup goes on eyes. I was the like first thing I noticed about this product is and I think it's because it doesn't have sulfates in it. It doesn't foam. Yeah. So I mean even the Dr. Dennis Gross one that's a, that's a gel that also doesn't foam, mm. I would say. It, it lathers. lathers a little bit. Yeah. This Are you doesn't even your palms lather. Wet with it though? Yeah. Oh, I found it did lather. I reckon I had to use three pumps. Every uh, time. but And I was trying to remove makeup with it because I was trying to use it like my Dr. Dennis Gross one. Okay. Can confirm it does not remove makeup. Okay. As a first cleanse. At all. Um, you would have to cleanse three times to remove your face appropriately with this. Yeah. I just wouldn't. Like, it's just, that's not a texture that I would recommend for me or you or any of our listeners to use as a first cleanse. Use an oil or a balm or something else. Yeah. 
but I would recommend it for someone that's a smidge less dry than me. I actually was really enjoying this at the peak of my oily acne horrendous stage because it just made me feel clean and at that stage my Ren Evercalm milk literally felt like it was leaving a film behind. Yeah, I just yuck. didn't feel clean. And then I was also panicking because I was using so many acids, like morning and night as an acid peel toner step. I was like, oh, am I then stripping my skin a bit too much when I'm using the Dr. Dennis cleanser? Mm. So it was feeling quite good. So sorry, everyone. We just realised that the microphone's been set to Lisa recording solo setting. <sighs> anyway. <sighs> so yeah, it was doing me when I felt like I wanted a deep clean, but it is definitely a little too stripping for me to use every day. And I think the claims of it being hydrating, it's not hydrating, it's not overly dehydrating but I wouldn't say it's hydrating it would be a great combo skin summer cleanser when you want to feel clean but you don't want to squeak yeah I would say this is a nice cleanser for someone who doesn't wear makeup I didn't like it at all and I would not recommend I would I just wouldn't buy it again but what if you were using your oil beforehand I did use my oil beforehand and I didn't even find that it, it appropriately removed my fancy face Interesting. Well, I found that I it... I felt like I still had such a film on my face from the fancy face. Probably uh, because it wasn't lathering properly, but I yeah. don't know why it refused to lather on your face. I don't know. I found that it lathered. I found that I felt really quite foamy and clean afterwards, almost to a fault, almost a little squeaky clean. Um, but I would I would happily recommend that to a friend that said that they feel oily or combination or mm. wanted to switch to something lighter in summer. Or if you lived in like very hot mm. you, like lived in Port Douglas that would be lovely to be like I don't feel sweaty and greasy anymore but I'm not like stripped to the point of dolphin squeaks I'm really glad that you liked it because I was really sad that so many people have talked about it saying that they liked it mm. so much given how much I didn't like it I thought for a moment that it might have been what caused my perioral dermatitis but I just still haven't found the cause of that yeah and I got nervous that it caused my acne, but turns out that's long-standing. <laughs> so can't blame that, even if I want to. It'd be cool if they come out with an oil cleanser. Yeah, I agree. I'm still very happy with the brand because their CCME serum is one of my favourite things. So I'm not going to discount them altogether no. by any means. It's not made for our skin type, this cleanser. No. But I think why I'm almost singing its praises a little bit is because I was shocked that I could tolerate it at all because mm. a gel cleanser is not normally for me. I should also say, it's in a glass bottle, and when you're slippery in the shower, it's a fucking risk to drop on your toes. I was it so would nervous. break your toe, literally. Oh, might even smash it. I think it, I think it would smash, yeah, either itself yes. or a tile if you dropped it on the ground in the shower. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to keep it for when I feel gross or like yep. run sweaty or whatever. Um, it won't be my everyday cleanser, but it'll definitely be in rotation to some degree. Thank you, Hannah E, for... Oh, Hannah, donating it to us. Bloody angel. We've talked about you two weeks in a row because you've been so generous. Thank you. What Next. were your product faves this week? When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dang, these products are so good. My product fave is the Ren Vitamineral Emollient Rescue Cream. We have such medicinal yeah medicinal looking chemistry looking products this week yep so i fell in love with this product years and years ago when we started at mecca together is that the one that used to be in the pump bottle no it's oh it's the emollient one yes sorry yeah this moisturizer is it's the kind of moisturizer that you want in your first aid kit almost Mm. more than you want on your skincare shelf because it's what you put on really dry patches of skin on the body or the face like it's a more of a spot treatment moisturizer than it is a all-over moisturizer mm. however i also used to love to sell it to roaccutane face uh. like warm this up in the fingertips and smush it as much as you can on your flaky flaky skin mm-hmm. because it's so emollient it creates like a sticky film over the top and almost glues your flakes down <laughs> so that you can put makeup over the top and this is exactly what i've been using it for because I had a pimple that I squeezed and then it became a bit of an open wound and then I retinoled it and my skin hated me for it and I had this, what did you say it looked like? A nipple? Cir- yeah, I had an, I had an areola <laughs> on my face. It was like a big round circle around a pimple which then started to shed aggressively. You know what it looked similar to? When you get a really bad mosquito bite that mm. bruises. Yeah, yeah, and it gets that like infecty circle. It mm. was like that and then it started to shed which meant that any concealer or product I tried to cover the redness with flaked, flaked off. Away. So I literally just put a dob of this on, did the rest of my makeup, so it kind of sunk in a little bit, then smushed the rest of it in, and then did a big dob of Glossier Stretch Concealer over the top. And then it's crusty now. Yeah, it's pretty crusty It's now. pretty crusty, but I did also do my makeup at 6am. Yeah. So, like, it's it's done its job, and you could totally dab it over the top if you needed. Also, it's on the part of your face that's moving all the time. Like, if it was somewhere yeah. that doesn't move as much, you'd probably be... Like in... my entire forehead. Yeah, you'd probably <laughs> be in better condition. This has also been known to fix... My sister gets, um, like, dermatitis or psoriasis in the corners of her eyes uh, and yeah. around her eye, and she says that this, like, visibly takes out redness and suits it. So oh. she has it as, like, a medicine product as well good to know well on that note the product that i have this week as my favorite of the week i bought two because this felt like a cop out but we're kind of talking about it for the same reason i'm trying to find the person who recommended it to me yeah sweet angel sweet baby angel annabelle robson should i say your last name too late now you recommended that i try bepanthin this week for my perioral dermatitis and a shout out to you which we've already done uh, it worked in about two days to clear up the inflammation of the perioral dermatitis first and it's still getting through the healing because I woke up this morning and it was a bit like rough. Yeah, you know when it's flaky but it dusts away and it's not like red or sore underneath? That's yeah. kind of what it was like. I think it was that final healing Like stage. a cinnamon sugar left on the top of your lip after a donut. Yes, very much <laughs> like that. And it was great. And you pointed out that bepanthin has zinc in it. Yeah, I believe so, because that's why people use it on their blemishes sometimes, which I wouldn't really recommend, but it's quite soothing and calming. I'll have you know, I also used it on my... I was getting a blemish, and I put my 
spot Kate Somerville spot mm-hmm. treatment on it, and then that typically leaves me quite flaky mm-hmm. afterwards. And I've been using this on top in conjunction with my Kate Somerville, and my cystic pimple that always comes up whenever I get my period has gone away and been completely managed by a combination of Panther and Kate Somerville. And I am Thrilled. disgusting. Because <laughs> I'm totes for it. Also, I was I had this like scabby red um, sore patch on my right cheekbone from a couple of cystic pimples that I had of six weeks ago that just wasn't going away and this helped clear that up too so uh bapanthin is now a wonder bapanthin is now a wonder cream in my life and i've never been happier wow lucky you also it started clearing up my rash on my neck which started to re-emerge so okay well it does everything i'm my skin's not good at the moment it's clear uh i also bought with me the centella aqua soothing ampule from cosrx 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 Cos prescription? What? Hmm? Cosrx? I mean, I know it says Rx, but whenever I read Rx, I read prescription. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's like medical shorthand. Oh my god. Oh. Isn't it? But I don't know if it's called that. Well, no, you. I have no idea. That sounds like it could be right. Anyway, this is also a beautiful glass-sounding bottle. I think it's... I don't know what it is. It probably is glass. Frosted glass. And it's water, centella, asiatica extract, glycerin... It's very simple ingredients, and it's been delightful, and it's a nice hyaluronic acid, very watery thing that I've been putting on, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's not caused me any concerns. Where did you buy this from? Adore? Mm -mm. Uh, Revolve. Ah, yes. So it's like a hyaluronic serum meets calming serum, which is great because you often use both separately, and that's just... Yep. Who's got the time? Us. We've got nothing but time, but still. Ooh, very watery. Mm-hmm. Ooh, almost, yeah, okay, this is the texture that you like. It's like the Dr. Dennis Marine one, which dissipates in 35 seconds. Oh, feels nice, though. I'd want six layers and then two more serums on top, but beautiful. This, after a future product of the week, a spritz, has been lovely. Oh yeah, I can just imagine. Very wet-faced. Gorge. Mm. Anyway, they're my products of the week. I have an, an just a further anti-fave. Oh, wait. Well, we haven't even gotten into anti-faves. I've got plenty of them. Of product or snacks? Uh, I have one product. Okay. Tell me. It's a fucking eye envy. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't hate it. I do. <laughs> if you could see my eyelashes right now, I think I complained about this last week on the podcast with Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. I was having the issue then where I was I had about three extra long eyelashes and mm-hmm. still felt very sparse everywhere else, and I'm still feeling that way, except that my eyelashes have gotten more difficult to manage with a mascara, and I've had to start wearing eyeliner again to try and disguise the fact that they're absolutely fucked. They look atrocious. <laughs> they look in the nicest, friendliest Least offensive way, I hate them. So do <laughs> Why I? Why they stop using it, it's or just, do I push through? Push I don't through. know. Push through. I just can't understand why. I don't know if if they're sparser than ever, or if the five random long hairs no, just makes the both, others look sparse. They are both sparser than ever, and also extraordinarily different lengths. <laughs> <laughs> what it looks like is the only way oh, I can describe this. Is Someone that's had lash extensions and then they're falling yes. out, but they've got the four yep. big long ones left, but the rest of their lashes are sparse that's from exactly damage. That's exactly what I look like. 
Yep. And it's worse on one eye. Like, yep, one it's worse on my left eye. <laughs> I can't look away. And the left eye is the eye that I sleep on, so I would have thought that it would have had fewer long-growing eyelashes than mm. my right eye, which seems to be more even and still sparse. So <sighs> I fucking hate it. I don't know what's going on, and I, I, I probably shot myself in the foot because I was using Lilash, mm. and I got the Eye Envy, and I started using Eye Envy. I backed it up. I think that maybe I'm simultaneously seeing the effects of stopping using the Lilash, which is making my eyelashes fall out, mm. and the Eye Envy beginning to work. But on alternate <laughs> strands of hair. I don't know. Stop, I want to cry. Push anyway, through. Because... Anti-beauty babe. It's like 120 bucks, and I couldn't be less happy with the results. But I've seen so many miraculous results. Also, I've... Well, no, we'll go back to... We'll go to me another time. I reckon we can use IMV as a product of the week, because I have started using it too. Not to go on about it again, but this week I used the Glossier Lash Slick... And not only was it impossible to remove as ever, it flaked oh, all over. Sorry, are you tubing? No. Are you waterproof? It seems so. But do you flake? <laughs> yes. So you do none of the good things and all of the bad things. Also Yell very natural. <laughs> it's dead to me. It it's absolutely be. dead to me. Why are you still using it? Also, have you been watching a lot of scrubs recently? Why? Yeah. Do I sound like Dr. Cox? Yes. <laughs> Ha, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Barbie. <laughs> and then I would whistle. <laughs> I haven't been watching a lot of scrubs. <laughs> there is five good ones for you. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Non-beauty face? Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hairnet. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. Non-beauty faves. Let's go into it. What's yours? I have two. The first is the Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched anything new on Netflix recently because I've been watching a lot of Scrubs, in case you hadn't noticed. And if you like a good documentary about an absolute psychopath who has done many fraudulent and disgusting things, and it's also a little bit mysterious because at this point in the in the documentary that I'm getting through, I'm only a couple of episodes in, and you just don't quite understand how he's getting away with what he's doing. Anyway, it's called Filthy Rich, and I didn't know a lot about him other than that I'd heard the name, Mm. and I thoroughly recommend watching it. It's kept me very captivated. Cool. And also, my Apple AirPods, because I don't feel like I've really spruiked them enough on here. They're the best. I have the noise-cancelling ones, and I hate all headphones. I've always hated all headphones because I must have very small ear holes whereby earphones fall out of them. And it's one of the main reasons that I never ran because I hated... <laughs> sure, that's it. No, because <laughs> I ne- you need to listen to something when mm. you run and regular headphones fall out of my ears and it's infuriating having to put them back in every three steps. Yeah. My AirPods have been an absolute life changer. I love everything about them and I could not fault them. I have the old AirPods and they've also changed my absolute life and I didn't believe that I'd be able to run with them. And I can, and I love them, and they also reinvigorated my running game. Yeah. My so. uh, non-beauty fave is the Scrub soundtrack. <laughs> of course. And further to that point, I have a specific song that I've been using as a pump-up song when I feel like the world is getting me down, and it is Toto Africa, but it's a remix. It's Toto by Weezer, RAC remix. Go and listen to it. It's beautiful. It is the best. I've decided that it's getting played at my wedding at some point. 
ceremony, reception, I don't know. It could be a nice one if you were to do like a walk-in. Yeah. Mm. It's just like an absolute tune. But yeah, the Scrub soundtrack and the um, Garden State soundtrack, which is Zach Braff's movie that he directs. They've got a lot of similar artists and stuff. I hear the songs and I watch the Scrub scenes virtually in my head as it happens. Yeah. And you have such nostalgia. I love that. And I want all of the Scrub soundtrack played at my wedding. And I'm like, oh, Brenton, I want this song played at my wedding. And he's like, why? It's about a breakup. And I'm like, oh. <sighs> like, oh, I want this played at my wedding. Why? It's about death. Oh. I don't know. I just saw it on Scrubs and now I have an emotional mm. response. <laughs> There's not a lot of good love songs out there that are truly about people loving each other. But then it doesn't really matter. I don't think so. I know. There's, I've got so many songs that I love and adore and I love like the sound and the song, mm. but I never even like... Because I sing the lyrics wrong the whole time. I don't realise <laughs> what it's about. So, yeah, I'm actually having a real, as an aside, I'm already started to try and compile a wedding playlist because I have very diverse taste in music. I like just a lot of things. Mm. And Brenton has a very diverse taste in music and he likes a lot of things, and also ours are quite different, but then also collide quite a lot. They do. And I'm like, okay, we're going to have to really start like making a list of all of our favourite things so that we can fit a good amount of both. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. And if you can suggest any great wedding songs, that would be fabulous. I'll um, add you to my Spotify playlist that I made. For your wedding? Mm. Oh, Nice. I'm sorry. I'm eating one of the Mario River Salted Caramel Tim Tams that Elizabeth left us, which was lovely of her. And now they're ruining our podcast. Um, Absolutely. The Spotify playlist that I made, there was lots of acoustic songs. It's not because I had acoustic musicians, so I had to pick things that they could potentially play. Yeah, this is my absolute dilemma, and people please advise, because there's so many songs that I love, but I love like a remix of, or I love, like I'm that person that literally knows you know, the claps in the background or, like, mm. the very specific minutiae of the song. And then when it's covered, I'm like, oh, man, I'm not going to enjoy it as much because it's not that same song. So I don't know. Um, That's a tough one. I just don't know. Uh, give me advice whether I want a band or a DJ or both or what I want. Please, please and thank you. I think maybe you want both. I know. Because, like, I don't want an acoustic band playing, like, the yeah, yeah, yeahs, do I? But that then, could be fun. Yeah, maybe. And then also the other day I was driving to work and I was listening to Death Cab for Cutie, I Will Follow mm. You Into the Dark, and I... Such a beautiful song. Bold. And then I came home and I was like to Brenton, oh my God, I was listening to this Death Cab song and it was amazing. And then he was like, oh, the only Death Cab song I know, is that was that on Tap Tap Revenge? And I was like, oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Not Sound of Settling Love. And he was like, oh, I've never heard this. And I was like, there's so many songs that have such like hit me in a guttural way mm. that I have said since I was, like, 13. This will play at my wedding. And yeah. Brenton's like, oh, I want to Chance the Rapper. And I'm like, oh. I, no, I'm like, okay, cool, I like Chance <laughs> the Rapper too. But, like, oh, you don't like this? See, I was the kid <sighs> who was like, I'll play this at my funeral. <laughs> when I die, play this song. <laughs> and it was like My Chemical Romance or something. Yeah. Good. So you were thinking of wedding songs, and that's lovely. Anyway, let's talk about... Let's move on. I mean, that's just like the rules of feminism. Brushes, beauty breakdown. This is for the person that asked for a mini episode on brushes or for a breakdown, and we said, yes, we'll do it as a mini episode, and then we said, jokes, mini episodes are over. So here they come. I'm going to start because I have less to talk about. Yeah, can we also just start by, sorry, the sound quality is not going to be great in here because you're going to hear wooden handles and stuff. When you're thinking brushes, what are your top categories and brands that come to mind that you're like, oh, yeah, I love them? Well, 
See, there are brands that I really want to buy that I don't own that I would like to say are my favourites, but I don't own any of them. So well, then really you can't, can't say. say they are. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't got brushes that I picked because of their beauty and, you know, the craftsmanship that went into them. I've got brushes because they were cheap and they do a good job. So that's fine. I guess I appeal to some people in that regard. The cheap good brands that I have mostly in my collection are Morphe, Mecca, Smashbox, and Zoeva. Yep. I wouldn't call Zoeva cheap. They're sort of mid-range, no? Uh, I don't know. They're definitely on the cheaper end of mid-range. Depends on the brush. Like, I think some of their bronzer brushes are like 40 plus dollars. You know what I hate? That all of my brushes practically have orange handles. It's disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, what about you? Oh, my favourite brands that when I think of things that I like are Real Techniques, Zoeva, Hourglass, Hakuhodo, Wayne Goss, and Smith. Yeah. Oh, I didn't bring my Hakuhodo brush. That's sad. My favourite brush, they're not even my favourite. I'm I'm just not passionate about them at all, which is why I wasn't that keen to do this segment. But Oh, shots fired! I have two Real Real Techniques brushes that I use every single day when I can't be asked wetting a beauty blender, which would be my number one preference of a brush sponge. Uh, Real Techniques sponge or beauty blender? Real Techniques sponge. I've got multiple beauty blenders and multiple Real Techniques sponges, and I much prefer a Real Techniques sponge. Same. I like the flat edge, and I feel like they wash up cleaner. And they're just a better texture. Literally a third of the price. Yes. Buy them from iHerb. That's exactly where I bought these from, which is what I was just about to say. No, that's all right. I bought these when I started at Mecca. So, six years ago? Something like that. Five? Yeah. I don't know. How six, long have we been More friends? than six. More than six years. And they're fine. They came in a set. It's the Sam and Nick Chapman, obviously, set. And anyway, that's that. And You could only buy the buffing brush in that set, though, and I remember that it was really famous and everyone used to just buy multiples of the set just to repurchase their buffing brush. Correct, which is this. And they don't sell it anymore because the new buffing brush that they have is much rounder on top. And I like that this is flat, which is why I'd like to upgrade this to the It Cosmetics Love as the foundation mm. brush, but I can never fucking buy it because it's never in stock. I would just like to say that I I can't believe you haven't replaced that because I used to have that. Mm. And I went through about three of them because like they just get gross and they don't blend like they used to. And I remember one day, which I was just using it, and it was like not cutting it. And I called my mum at the shops and I was like, can you buy me a new buffing brush? And mm. she was like, I don't know what that is. She went to Mecca. She bought me an hourglass brush. And it is perfection and I still use it to this day and that is always the example of the brush that I say I used to go through one every six months but then I have this brush that I have had for six years so oh no 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 all right aches (laughs) (laughs) I've had that hourglass brush for about eight or so years and I still use it in my kit and I'm just going to quickly reference the shade name so that you can move on shade shade number seven the brush in the shade Number seven. Mm. It's the finishing brush. It's $104 from Mecca, but it lasts a lifetime. Do you want to hear a sad story? Yes. I had a number seven brush, and I felt like it was sort of on its way out, which mm. it probably was. Uh, the, the bristles weren't really... Like, a couple of them had started to fall out. I think the glue was coming loose. Yeah. And I decided that I was going to use it as a fake tan brush and <sighs> completely ruined it because I stained all the bristles green because yeah. I used... Bondi Sands with it, which is really sad. What a waste of money. And now here I am holding my plebby Real Techniques brushes. Anyway, I also have a Mecca. It's a complexion stippling brush type thing. I use this for my cream blush and bronzer and I think that it's lovely. I'm sure any stippling brush would do the same job, but I really love a stipple brush for that. I have a cheap ass models prefer bronzing brush, which I'll upload a photo of Lisa to our stories today. <laughs> oh, don't! <laughs> the first thing she said when she saw it was that I look like Severus Snape, and I absolutely do. 
It's, it's tilted, and then I tilted my head and laughed, and she <laughs> laughed, and then she took a photo when you can't tell that I'm being the brush, and I look like an idiot. Anyway, uh, I've got a Morphe, I, I think I actually bought it as a highlighting brush, but I really like it as an under eye setting powder brush, because yep. it's the only place that I use it on my face. Pretty sure Liz, Elizabeth Makeup Artist, uses that as her crease brush <laughs> with her gigantic lid space. Yeah. I use the Smashbox blending brush every single day. It's a bit hairy, and it's a bit scratchy for my liking, but it's big and it gets the job done very quickly, which is why I like it. A note on that, it used to be fabulous, but now I believe it's synthetic, oh. and it's not as good. Oh, okay, well, I've got the it's old good. One. It's good, but it's not as good. And then I have, this is probably the only brush that I wouldn't change willingly. Like Yeah, I, I like the shape of that. Yeah, it's really nice. It's the Luxe Cheek Finish Lush Brush from Zoeva 126. And it's just the perfect shape to get my little cheekbones. It's like flat and round. It's absolutely not the shape that I use for blush, but our faces are different and it's a perfect example of... Look at it. It fits my cheekbone perfectly. Yeah, and look how perfect my blush brush fits my cheek. It does. Which is just like, yeah, they're they're for you. They're custom, you know? They're for your face. Yeah. And uh, the other two brushes that I have are just... I would reach for them if I was doing a slightly more complicated eye look than just a regular bronzer. It's the Morphe S20 and it's a it's a smaller bullet brush. And then I also have the Zoeva Luxe Soft Crease Brush, which is the 221. And I have a couple of these because I like it so much. And when I was doing people's makeup, it was a good one to have. And then I also use the Zoeva Brow Luxe Brush brush for my brow pomade and I hate it and I want to buy the Smith brush but I can't bring myself to spend the money to get it shipped to Australia. Cool. Um, <laughs> snap on that brush, the 227 Luxe Soft Crease yep. from Zoeva. I like that. I like a tapered eyeshadow brush. Yep. Um, I have had my Zoeva brushes since I did my makeup course which was over six years ago. Yep. So they're doing great. They've all held up really well for me too. There's also the 227 from Zoeva which is probably the closest ish to the original MAC 217 which is the blending brush everyone talks about. I do have an original MAC 217. Uh, it's a little bit shorter and like denser in its poof outwards. Mm. Do not buy a MAC 217 now. They are synthetic. They are only good as a concealer brush. They are rubbish as a blending brush unless you want to use it with cream eyeshadows because they're not fluffy and they're shit. The difference is that this this one that you've just talked about, whatever it's called. Is it over 227? Yeah, it's like wider and shorter than the... It's like more rectangular shaped rather yeah, than a tapered shape. This one. this um, brush, the 227, it's almost shaped like a traditional flat eyeshadow brush in that you can pack on with it as mm. well as blend. Whereas the previous blending brushes me and Alex have talked about are very much tapered blending brushes and mm. they're more for blending or crease application. Whereas this could be used, the 227 could be used as a wash of colour all over the lid as well. Mm-hmm. I then have two larger crease brushes. So these would be for applying more of a large mm. wash of colour or blending out the edges. I believe that you should always have a smaller blending brush for applying and then one that stays relatively clean just for blending out. One is the Hakuhodo 5522. It is very soft, very fluffy with a lovely tapered point. And in a similar shape realm, but rounder as opposed to long and tapered, we have the Smith 232, which has a delightful feeling handle. handle, um, And it's just great. The Hakuhodo ones are exorbitantly expensive, but gorgeous and like a work of art. The Smith ones are a little scratchier, particularly when you compare it to a Hakuhodo, but so is everything, and it's more of a mid-range. Yeah. I like that the Smith brush 
has weight through the middle of the handle. Mm. So you can, if you're a person who holds your brushes probably more in an artistry sense than on yourself, I would say, yeah. towards the end of the brush, then it gives good weight to do the work for you. If Absolutely. This is the kind of brush that when you're really trying to pack on the bronzer on your lid, you hold it right up the top near the ferrule of the brush and you get quite dense, precise mm. application. But the further you go down and the thinner the handle, the more floppy and blendy floppy. it gets and it's beautiful. Mm. I feel like I'm giving you a lecture on brushes. I'm so sorry. No, it's good. This is the Wayne Goss... Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> my thumb was on it. I was like, oh, it's just come off. It's the number six brush. And this is actually closer to the original MAC 217 shape, but once the 217 fluffed out, it became a very de a different shape. Mm. This is really halfway between a flat eyeshadow packing brush and a blending brush because you can kind of turn it on its side. It's so soft. It is very, very soft. These are made in Japan, and if you're looking at bougie Japanese-made brushes, Wayne Goss is the cheapest that you can get compared to, say, a Ray Morris, which are all synthetic now, but um, or a Surat or a Hakuhodo mm -hmm. or, I don't know, any of those. This is an absolutely beautiful brush for packing on colour, for blending, and also for doing sort of like a pack-on in the outer corner. How yeah. soft is that? Yeah. It's exorbitantly soft. This would be a good one for... If I still had a weepy eye problem, which I don't really seem oh, yeah. to have anymore yep. because I have such an issue with scratchy brushes, especially when makeup artists do their makeup on me. It was like my biggest complaint. Not my biggest complaint. I wasn't complaining about you, but some of the brushes that we did during the trials yeah. when you're doing my makeup, I was like, that's a real scratchy brush that's going to make me weep if you keep yeah, going. you're sensitive to the... My yeah. sister's the same. From bougie Japanese handcrafted brushes to super cheap... I love this one. This is the Real Techniques smudge brush, and mm. it is basitely used for either smudging liner on top or smudging eyeshadow underneath. It was like definitely. I had a smudge brush here with me too. Where did it go? I don't know. This is definitely like less than seven dollars. I think I bought it on High iHerb. <laughs> iHerb. Herb. Oh yeah, I used to have that one. Um... So we have a two two six smudger. Yes, and there used to be a Nars brush that was sort of that shape as well. Mm. These it's are great. like a rounded top one. Is it's almost like a push and wiggle, but it's like fluffier and it's got a round top. It's really nothing like a push and wiggle, but it's got it's not got a lot of movement. It's stumpy. It's stumpy. It's short and stumpy. And the thing I like about this is that it's short and stumpy enough that you can use it horizontally, and then you can also flip it and use the whole width of it to smoke mm. out your under eye, which I very much appreciate. Uh, similar style brush. Is that not the exact same brush with the bent handle? No. Really? Very different. Okay, yeah. Um, this one, because it's slightly bigger, can be used for like precision application of glitter and stuff on the lid in a, in a corner and also for a very smoky under eye. It's also less dense and longer. This is the shading brush from Real Techniques, and I don't know if they sell this anymore or if it's only I in a set. I bet it was in a kit, yeah. Because I, I literally stood on it, and I still use it in my kit, even though it's bent and fucked up. Here I have two angled brushes. They're pretty similar. I like a really small angled brush. The Smith is one of the smallest that I've found. Smith 203 and the Hakuhodo 153. Yeah, really good angle small. liner brushes. They're so tiny and great. I just feel like liner brushes are way too big and they get frazzled. Do you know what I really appreciate about these? Even though they're small on top, is that the handle is a normal sized handle. Yeah. I get really thrown by those eyeliner brushes that are you know those eyeliners that are very thin and almost have a kink in them? A bent liner brush. A, yeah, that bent yeah. liner brush. They always have tiny skinny handles and I struggle to use them purely because the handle doesn't feel right in my yeah, hand. In hand. Yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of liner, I also have, I don't use a 
um, on myself at all, but I've got Such a good one multiple in my kit. Yeah. It's the Bobbi Brown Ultra Fine Liner. It's the one that's always sold along their, alongside their Gel Pot Liner. It's a weird shape in that it's sort of flat and then uh, tapered on the top, which means that you can do liner. You can smudge out liner to do a soft liner with it. It is also fabulous as a spot concealing brush, like with the Laura Mercier concealer, and a great lip brush. Mm. Um, And I always have, not always, I like to have one of this with the lip product on and then one of this with concealer on Mm. to tidy around the lip when I'm doing an intricate lip. It's a great brush, but if you're using it purely as an eyeliner brush and you're using it with eyeliner, it gets frazzled so quickly. However, this is really old. I've gone through three and Uh. I stopped buying them because I was like, it's not holding up, but yours is looking good. Yeah, because I trim it. No, I just take better care of my brushes than you do. Rude. Like this is, this is used in my kit. So it's never going back in dirty. It's getting washed every time. You know, my, if it was my own, it would probably be a bit more frazzled. This is great. This is a push and wiggle brush, as we call them, a flat definer or a flat liner. Smith 212. It's less long. A lot of push and wiggle brushes in terms of their width would be double as wide as this, which sometimes when you're trying to push and wiggle a brush, gives you like Mm. an accidental elongated eye. This is really short and precise. I adore it. Smith has unique shapes that I love. I haven't breathed for a long time. Yeah, let's whip through these last ones because I feel like we've been talking about brushes for 20 minutes and no one can see them and it's, I don't know. Well, you can look at the photo. Uh, Real Techniques Stippling Brush. It's the only stippling brush I use, and it's really cheap, and I've had this one for absolutely years. So what that's, do you use it for? Um, I use it for cream blush and cream bronzer. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I use it for. And I, my favourite blush brush I really like on other people, the Luxe Sheer Cheek from Zoeva, which is an angled blush brush. And for me, I love the Wayne Goss Number no. 10 brush, which is it's a... It's very dense. It's lovely. Yeah. It's a... You can use... It to blush, oh. you can use it to contour, you can use it to set your under eye, you could use it to highlight. It's really soft too. Ah, very soft. He has these white bristles and also the black bristles, and I forget which ones. I think the black are more expensive, but he's got like two lines. Mm. And another great one is the Hakuhodo B five five two one, similar shape to the Wayne Goss one that I mentioned, maybe a tiny bit more petite. And this is like my Charlotte Tilbury brush, the one that mm. comes with the Filmstar Bronze and Glow, but the Charlotte one sheds all over my face, and this doesn't. If you'd like a cheaper alternative, you can try the Lux Highlight 105 from Zoeva, which is a similar shape, much more affordable, and I use it in my kit frequently. I have this as well, and mine has not withstood the test of time. <laughs> I think there's a trend. A theme. There's a massive trend going on here. And then the last one is the setting brush from Real Techniques, which I literally will use for concealer, foundation, setting the under eye mm. with powder, cream blush. Uh, highlight, blending eyeshadow, everything. You should yep. have a hundred of those. Yep. That was good. Very long. It was very comprehensive. I'm sorry. I feel very passionate about that. Just took it to my veins! What's your snack of the week? I would like you to try one right now. Oh, they've got onion and garlic in No, them. I don't think they do. I read before. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, tomato, garlic, onion powder. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what have you been doing? Oh, my God, talk? no wonder I was so... Gassy the other day. <laughs> yeah, well, if you go to bag of these. Oh no, sorry. I thought I'd found a FODMAP snack. They're so beamy tasting. They're not. All right. Well, this is anticlimactic. The Table of Plenty mini rice cakes, tomato and sweet basil. They're made from brown, black, and red rice. I like the texture of them because it almost feels like a prawn cracker. Yeah, it's very prawn crackery. Yeah, and they taste delightful. However, in hindsight, it might just be because I was getting that sweet, sweet kick of onion and garlic powder, which I haven't had for a while. And could explain my chronic uh, trapped wind. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, I can see it now. Yeah. Um, if you're not fructose intolerant and you're just gluten-free, these are a great snack. Or if you are if you can eat anything, they're also a great snack. They would yeah. be great with a cheese slice on them. Yes. My snack of the week is FODMAP. You'll be pleased to hear. It's Mama G's Kashmiri Masala, which is an Indian curry... It was a curry... Paste? Not a paste, because it's a, it's a simmer sauce, I guess, is okay. what you call yeah. them. And it's gluten-free, vegan-friendly, MSG-free, garlic-free, and onion-free. And it was the best curry ever mm. and required literally zero of anything. I added a little bit more flavour to it because I just am the type of cook who will never just throw a jar of something in and leave it. Like, yeah, you I'm like, added oh. like fish sauces or soy sauce or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I also added a little bit more chilli and I added some of the coriander and chilli oil. From... Yes. Cobra Mistake. Thank you. Sponsor us now. Please, for the love of God. Anyway, I was at the supermarket the other day and I was looking for a chutney, a low FODMAP chutney. Good luck. Impossible. Literally impossible because they all have garlic or onion in them. Because they're a chutney. Yeah. yeah. And anyway, I got talking to the buyer at the supermarket, my bougie supermarket. Mm-hmm. Didn't realise he was the buyer. Jeffrey's Provadore sponsor us again. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, Jeffrey's. It's all I want in my life. Anyway, uh, we got chatting and he was like, oh, if you are into FODMAP things, first of all, he was like, have you tried Nogo? And I was like, <laughs> basically the number one customer. Uh, and then he was like, what about this Indian curry brand? And I was like, oh, What? And I've okay, Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at it so many times and never recognised that it was onion and garlic. Of course, you because it looks so authentic Indian that you would never, you would distrust it immediately. It's very true, and also it's spicy. And other mm. than the no-go salsa, because most fructose-friendly and like low FODMAP things are designed for people with IBS. Yeah, they don't want the they don't want the hot spice, bum. so yeah. it's hard to find. <laughs> and I don't mind a hot bum, so. <laughs> Perfect. It wasn't particularly spicy, I'll be honest. It was it was relatively Just mild. warm. Yeah. Uh, and that was my snack of the week, even though curry's not a snack. Well, I've had the... That's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll know we know where we are at this stage. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's us this week. Can you follow us on Instagram, please? And also give us a review on the Apple Podcast app. Please, it helps us a lot. And other than that, we'll see you next Monday because we're not doing minis anymore in case you missed the memo. Yeah. Have a lovely week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I hear the drums echoing tonight, but she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.